Welcome to Beach Theory! Woohoo! Season 3 today we have a question and this one is a really interesting one. Make sure in the comments below on YouTube yes. you can send us a voice question on Anchor. Please send us your questions. We want to have some really like deep conversations this season about some controversial topics. There's nothing we won't Ooh. talk about I think. So yeah. send us your questions please. We want to hear them. And we want to give advice and uh, just like the deepest, darkest. Share our just kidding. <laughs> but you know, we want to talk about things that matter. I think, and not just. It's so easy to talk about the weather, you know, frivolous things that are just um, easy conversation starters. But I feel like it can be damaging to <laughs> to always talk about those things and to not really dive into things that we truly care about or that are important to us. So the reason why seasons one and two focus primarily on our lives and our experiences is because when we get into beach theory and we want to talk about like the controversial topics, the hard conversations, I want you to have a framework of who we are and where we came from. You know what I mean? Like yeah. why we are the way we are, because if I'm going to give an opinion on poverty, I want you to realize like, I haven't always been in a position of affluence financially. Like I've, mm -hmm. I've worked my butt off. And so for you to understand kind of where we came from in our life and in it our marriage, important for you to know. it helps you have context for where we come with our, our opinions and our, and mm -hmm. our ideas. So anyway, now we're ready to talk about okay. the deep stuff. What's the question so, for today? Here's the question for today. And you know, if we, if we talk about it and we feel like we want to talk about a different thing after we talked about this, we can. Are you saying if another... this doesn't fill a yeah. podcast? But if it does, then good. So, do people have an obligation to help others or should people be responsible for helping themselves? It's a good question. I almost feel like I want to hear it again. Do people have an obligation to help others to help or others? should people be responsible for helping themselves? Or should people be responsible for helping themselves? Mm -hmm. Is that what it says? It almost sounds like you 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 have to choose between the two. You can't and see, do that's that's uh, where I okay. What do I think? I think there's got to be middle ground. I think that you have to use judgment on people, and and that's like I think that's sad in a way that you know. For instance, if you're driving down the street, you see a homeless person. Sometimes I do just snap judgment think should i help them or are they gonna go and use the money for drugs you mm -hmm. know like or, or if i do want to help them it's like i want to do food or something like that but like i don't know it's hard it's a hard s subject but you know when it comes to not like the typical like homeless person or i'm, I'm thinking of like family members i think i have different opinions when it comes to that what do you think? Oh, do you people have do people have an obligation to help others or should people be responsible for helping themselves? Oh, as in like I need to take care of myself? Yeah, you misread the question. Oh. So, so I should I have an obligation to help others or should I say no? It's their responsibility to help themselves. I'm not going to get involved. That's the question. Mm -hmm. That's the either or. Mhm. Mm because you made it sound like, or do I have an obligation to help myself? And I was like, well, of course I have, you know, a responsibility to help myself. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So um, I think from that perspective, the obligation to help others comes from a position of, I guess, in my mind, do I have, um, the way I always think about it is like, am I even taking care of my own needs? Like, how can I be expected or obligated in this sense to help somebody else when I'm not even helping my, when I'm not even taking care of myself. Like, should I be obligated to help somebody else who's starving when I haven't even eaten in three days? Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's kind of where it's, that's an extreme example, but if I'm struggling to even manage my own affairs, how am I supposed to be expected or obligated to help somebody else? I think else? that's like self-care. Like you need to, you do need to take care of yourself. It's kind of like the, um, in an airplane, you put the mask on yourself before you put it on your kids. Right. So you don't faint and then both of you don't get it. Right. You know? Um, but I think in, in regards to helping other people, this is how I do it. This is my theory. This is what I believe. Let's right? hear it. Let's hear Becca's theory. <sighs> I say a prayer. And I... 
um, am able to hear whether or not I'm supposed to help that person or not, like financially or food or a vehicle or, you know, like just mm. anything like, um, and you know, we have been blessed to be in such a good position to be able to help so many people. Like it's just been a really good opportunity for us. Um, and we have been able to help a lot of people through, you know, YouTube and being able to make the money that we've been able to make. Um, but that has also put us in a position where we do get asked often for money or things. And, um, and I would say this, whenever I am asked for something, I say a prayer and I go, am I supposed to help them or not with that thing? And if I feel good about it, then I do it. If I don't feel good about it, then I don't do it. So I don't feel like it's an all or nothing thing. Yeah. It's um, like a case by case basis. It really is. I, it really is. <sighs> and it's hard because I feel like, I feel like in this world today, if I were to explain that to somebody who asked me that, it's like not a good enough explanation or some people might even call it an excuse for not helping them. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's not an excuse. I feel this is a legitimate way of me feeling good or bad about it. Like, and that's how I just communicate. That's how I do it. So I don't, I'm never going to feel bad if I feel like I'm trying to listen to the spirit and do the right thing. I think to answer the question very directly, do people have an obligation to help others or should people be responsible for helping themselves? I think my, my real answer, my gut, like my true honest answer to that is both. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent both. Yeah. Because I do believe that people should be responsible for helping themselves. Yeah, I do too. Take responsibility for your life. Take accountability for your situation and for your mm-hmm. actions and your choices. Um, that I have really good thing to say about that. When, but also to those who are suffering and in need of help, Mm -hmm. who cannot help themselves, then yes, I do believe we have an obligation to help them. Yeah. When you when you have the ability to help them, and they have a need and can't help themselves, then yes, I believe you have an obligation to help them. Yeah. But on the same thing, if they are capable and able to help themselves, they have a responsibility to help themselves. Uh, and it shouldn't be just... It shouldn't be somebody... If they can help themselves, they should not look to someone else exactly. to take care of all their 100%. problems. 100%. What were you going to say? Well, um, a few years ago, a, a lot of years ago, in 2012, we got a job at a storage unit place. We talked all about that. So if you've listened to all, all of our other podcasts, you know exactly what we're talking about. But one of the biggest lessons I learned from that job mm. was, you know... <laughs> Okay, they have things, right? It's not like it's their house. Um, it's People will get a storage unit and they'll put things in that storage unit and then they won't pay for that storage unit. Sometimes that's what would happen. And they would come in really mad because if legally they did not pay, we would have to put a lock, a second lock on their storage unit and say pay or we will auction off your stuff after a certain amount of time. So here's the allotted amount of time for you to get the money that you need to pay to catch up Which on was your very monthly. Reasonable. It, it was, like was very months. cheap. Like it wasn't like a house payment or anything. It was like really cheap to get a storage unit. Less than $100 a month. Yeah, like it wasn't much. Anybody could come up with that kind of money. But um, they wouldn't pay and then they would come and cry to me. And at first I was like, Well, with each individual situation, I would definitely like try to listen and feel if they were being sincere or not, like feel it out. Or if they were trying to take advantage of me. Or if they were trying to take advantage of me. And the thing is, I'm, I was, I have to say I was because I used to be, and I don't think I am so much anymore a pushover, like in that way. I, I would just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you know, you had surgery. Oh, my goodness. Or, oh, my dog died. Like, seriously, people would say things like, my dog died. I cannot get you that money. Or like, my grandma died. 
and I have been going through depression and I just can't. Or, you know, I, I had to use the money for food. I had to use the money. And I was like, that's so sad. And at first I was like, I don't know if I can do this job because it was like requiring me to hold them to what they promised to do. And I would have to be the bad guy. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I've never done this before. This is not me. You know, like this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> but it was the best lesson to learn because it was a great place for somebody to learn that lesson because it's just stuff. It's just stuff. It was not. Um, the people, it was interesting too, because the people who didn't pay usually their unit was filled with things that were very cheap things that could be easily replaced. Um, the people that would pay consistently, they had nice cars in there. Like they, it was very different mindset. Like I feel like the expensive things people made sure they were paying on, but if it was like cheap, not garbage, but not like nice things at all, that it was just filled so much stuff in the storage unit. And they would cry to me and say, you know, I didn't, I can't pay and I didn't pay and I'm not going to pay. And I'd be like, okay, well, we have to auction it off. And either they would miraculously come up with some money or they would have it auctioned off. And that was just the reality of it. But it was interesting to me to see full grown adults that had never been held to a responsibility like that that thought that absolutely 100% if they cried to me about their stuff they would I would just give it to them I would just give in let them keep walking all over me because that's really what they were doing they could have come up with that money anybody could have come up with that amount of money and they it was like <laughs> it was like <laughs> I don't know it was really interesting because um, I didn't realize how many full-grown adults had not had that type of a lesson in their life where they legit had to follow through or they lost it. And it was like they had to have a consequence. Did you ever have anybody come in and give you their sob story and then when you held your ground, they instantly changed? Yes. I think the lesson that they learned wasn't accountability. The lesson that they've learned in their life through experience is how to act like a victim and get Ooh. their way. I know there's going to be people that will this will stir up controversy with. <laughs> this is our theory. <laughs> this is our theory. So just take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> you can have a different opinion than us. It's okay. It is okay. We still love you. We still love you. And that's the, that's the main Hopefully point. Hopefully you still love us. <laughs> but what do you think of that? Oh, oh, okay. So this was really, really interesting. A lawyer, a guy that was smart talker. I thought you were going to say something else. I'll tell this story after, but I thought you were actually going to say, did you ever have somebody come in that gave their sob story and then you just helped them? And that happened all the time too. Oh. Like there were many people who came in and were like, I am so sorry. Very genuine. Like I have this thing that's going on in my life. I, and I like, I could look back and see how consistent they were with their payments and if their story lined up with their payments and like, you it know, it was the first offense and it was the first offense and like, they were like legit trying and I would be like, it's no big deal. Like, let's, let's give it another month. You know, let's give you a little bit of time. Just make sure you come in because if you don't, then I really do have to do this. You know, like, and I was always like that, even when they were mean to me. But I had to give, I felt like it was just interesting because there was this guy. So a lawyer came in, right? And he's like, um, you have to get, let me get into my storage unit. And I was like, um, you have not paid. And he's like, well, you have to, and I will take you to court and I will sue you and I will do all this stuff. And I was like, actually, it says right here on the contract exactly what I'm doing. I'm just following my job. And he's like, you have to do this. And he just like went off on me, yelled at me, kept yelling at me. Oh my goodness, so hard. And I was just like, actually, it says it right here on the contract. And I just did that so many times because he just kept yelling at me. And I'm like, it says it right here. I'm just, oh, yep. Mm -hmm. I'm doing what it says. Oh, you don't say really? Okay. Well, actually it says right here. <laughs> <laughs> and he 
just, I was perfectly calm and he was just yelling at me. And then eventually he lost his steam. He just had yelled and yelled and yelled. And he's like, you, you would make a really good lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, thank you. Good job. (laughs) And we actually did end up auctioning off his stuff. Did we? We did. Oh, we didn't pay. He did not pay. It was a matter of principle at that point. (laughs) Well, he never came in and he never Uh, paid. And I had seen that he had had a lot of history of not paying. And, you know, um, the person that was there before us that had been replaced was very inconsistent with making people, if they gave a sob story. In fact, that was something I heard so often was, hey, if we ever told Larry that that we had something going on, he was really nice to us and you're just being a jerk. And I was like, I'm sorry. That was Larry. Why do you think he's been replaced? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't do that too. Or I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> well, the thing too is like, and I have similar experiences. I worked at a call center. Yeah. I worked at a call center where, where people would call in uh, for a few months. I worked here where they would call in and be like, they would yell and scream. A little kindness goes a long way. Right? Like they would yell and scream at me to try and get their way. Mm-hmm. And they would want, want, want like a refund or, or whatever. It was like, oh my gosh, I was billed for this and I never used it or whatever. And it's like, I didn't have to give them anything. I didn't have to give them a refund. Mm -hmm. But people have been trained through life experiences that when they throw a fit or when they complain or when they give a sob story and they're a victim, that they get catered to and people will bend over backwards to make their life better. And so they will proactively like... They would they they would even sometimes make up stories. Yeah, just, some of those were legit lies that people were told to me because, just to get their way. Because I was curious curious enough to look it up, or like to do a little bit of research and find out, or to call their family member and say, "Hey, is this this you know actually going on?" Oh no, they say that all the time. You know, like legit people would just lie and take advantage and take advantage. And I was like, "Okay, well, they're going to auction." And if they don't pay, I'm, you know, and I could have a little bit of leniency, but I couldn't really. And you feel like you're being used. Absolutely. Like when I felt like people were taking advantage of me and I never felt like before that point in my life, like holding people to consequences was actually like a good thing. I don't know why, but I just didn't really. I was like people who hold people to consequences are looked down upon in today's society because that's mean or that's rude or how dare you you make me have a consequence what makes you better than me just like right there's lots of things that people could say but the thing is i ended up being in that position like it or not and what i learned is sometimes i was even like i'm sorry but i know that this is not going to destroy your life this stuff is just stuff it's not like all your, you know, like I knew that it was like, oh, Christmas decorations or something. And that was what was in like every storage unit was Christmas decorations. <laughs> but like what I knew and figured out was if I didn't hold them to that consequence, they would do the exact same thing over I was and just over say that same and thing. over and over. And I if was you were like, lenient one month, the next month they relate again. It's true. And it happened. And, and I think I learned that very quickly from the very beginning. I was like, oh okay, well, I can't do that anymore because they will legit just have a free storage unit forever. <laughs> and that's not how a business can be run. Right. You'll go bankrupt. Right. So I think what I learned was this will help them. Right. Like, and, and I truly, truly believed it. I was like, this will help you. Like, <laughs> that's accountability like, will help accountability you. will help you and being the right. bad guy me right now is worth it because this is a lesson you haven't learned yet. Right. Or or you haven't learned it enough right. to get to a, a point where you're like, oh, I actually will have a consequence if I act this way or if I do this thing or if I treat people badly. And the thing is, yes, it's a business, but they were treating us badly by not paying because they they promised that they would. And it, you know, like you, it can't just be decided. Yeah. Just because you own a business and you're offering a service or providing value to someone. That doesn't mean you get to be walked all over by them. Exactly. And treated badly from them. Right. And I think a lot of society needs to know that. 
They need a good spanking. I think everybody should have a call center job at least once in their life. And then they will realize it, it's nice to be nice. <laughs> I worked at a call center multiple times. Yeah. For years. Mm-hmm. And so I have a lot of experience with customer service. You and have a lot of empathy for people who have to do a hard job like that. And and also, I I feel like I... I like to think that I'm a good judge of like character. Mm-hmm. Like, does this person deserve mercy in this situation or do they need to be held to justice? Because that's really what it yeah. comes down to is, is the it's balance. It's weird to be put in that spot. The balance of mercy and justice. And oftentimes in a call center, when you're handling people's accounts or at a storage, you know, you know, facility, when you're handling people's money in their accounts, like you're in a position where it's like, I could give you mercy. Yeah. But is that appropriate? Mm-hmm. And do you need that right now? Or do you need justice to be served so that you can learn a lesson? Yeah. And oh, that's hard. How do you make that call? That's the that's the that's it, the whole question. How do you make that call? Well, I think your answer at the beginning was best when you said I just pray about it. Yeah. And it's really on a case by case basis. Yeah. Because if I have someone call me and they're like, Hey, like totally respectful, hey, this has been a really bad month. I'm really sorry, but I can't pay this month. Mm-hmm. You know, is there any way you can help me out this month? And mm-hmm. I look at their account and they've never had a problem. It's been totally fine. It's and like, they're really respectful and course. kind to me. Yeah. Right? Like, and they're asking nicely. Mm-hmm. And if I say no, I know that they're going to be like, okay, well, I, I need to cancel my account. Yeah. Or I guess I'll have to go borrow some money for my mom or my brother or whatever. Yeah. Like, they'll find a way to pay it because that's the right thing yeah. to do. Well, I think if you put yourself in their shoes for one. If you have never had a call center job and you do, or, you know, a hard job like that where you have to make decisions um, to help or to not, like, I would say, try to put yourself in their shoes and think, you know, most of the day they get yelled at. Most of the day with most everybody. You even worked at a call center. I did. you got yelled at a lot. I got yelled at all day, every day. And then I quit after two weeks. I was like, I gave my two weeks notice the first day. (laughs) But the thing is like... Like I was like I was saying, like if people are super respectful and don't have a history of making this a career to, you know, get their yeah. way, then I'm gonna be like, totally. Like of course. you're an honest, good person. I'm going to give you mercy in this uh-huh. situation because you do need it. And it really shows a person's character, you know, when you see how they treat telemarketers. But or when how most they people treat who are like, like basically that. professional actors. And they're just going to give you their sub story every single time. And they're always delinquent and they get their way because they know how to yell and scream at managers and they know how to threaten and, you know, like, um, and it's just like they're professional victims. Yeah. It's like, well, no, you don't need more mercy. You've gotten so much now that you, you have no accountability. And at least they could learn the lesson in a place where it's just stuff. It's not like they're losing their house or, or their, their food <laughs> or their life. Like they had a place to stay. They had everything they needed. It was only a storage unit of stuff that they didn't need right then that got lost. And, and so it, it was like really the perfect opportunity opportunity to teach that lesson. I think that's, that's the thing too, though, is like on a deeper level, even than that, do they really need to be catered to more? And, and supported in their bad here let behaviors. me sh- let me show an example because i think that you're not doing anyone a service yeah by supporting that kind of a lifestyle and behavior mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. not you're not doing any benefit giving them things for free because <laughs> that's just reinforcing that bad behavior it did get to a point where if like people would walk in the door and i knew if they would be able to pay or not right except if it was the people who were like honest that legit had bad things happen i wouldn't be able to you know Mm -hmm. but it was like i could tell who the troublemakers were gonna be because like one time this was crazy but these this couple comes in the door with like a random like they had they were like oh we're being evicted those jerks they're evicting us so we have to put all of our stuff in a storage unit so they were like waiting for me i'm like setting it up and they're like the bishop will be here soon to pay for it Like they had went and asked the bishop to pay for the storage unit so they could put. Meanwhile, we're in this tiny room. Like it was a very small little office and they start kissing. I'm like two feet away from them on the other side of the desk. And they're like making out like, I just was the victim. 
cuts make out. Like, it was the weirdest. And then, like, you know, they had, it was one of those situations where they had gone and done a sob story, but they didn't really care. Right. And, like, because they're and so, like, the bishop came like it was an emergency, and they were there, like, making out. Like, this is just every day. Yeah. And I was like, interesting. This is also wow. interesting to me just to think that, like, these people don't actually care that they're being evicted. Mm-hmm. They're making out. They made the bishop have an emergency situation to get a, a check over to me so that he could pay the rent on the storage unit so that they could have. And it was just like, that is so weird. How many other people have they done this to? You know, like. Have they used? Have they used or have they manipulated? Well, that's why it's like, it's so hard because on the one hand, you don't want to judge people. Yeah. Right. Because I I don't want to. And I can say, I bet just talking about this, the people who are honest about it are probably like, I feel so guilty. I've probably done this. And it's like, no, no, you probably haven't. Like, I bet, I bet for the most part, the people who have done this don't even recognize that they do it. If. If I don't use, like, if I don't have some sort of a filter or a judgment that I have, that I use in my life, then I would give all of my money to every single poor person in the world, and then I would be destitute. Yeah. And now I've put myself in a position where I can't even provide for my family. Or let alone help anyone else. Or let alone, right, help anyone else. And so that's why I think the best stance to take is... Um, you know, help yourself first. And then if there's excess or, or, or more that you have to give, you know, look for the best opportunities to serve. And more important than giving someone something is teaching them to, to help themselves. It's like the old adage, you know, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so when I see people that are in need... Michael truly truly lives by that i'm like okay you need some help you need some money you need something okay well, here's a job here's and it frustrates op- people because they're like but i want money right and i'm like well i'll give you money but you have to give me something in return because yeah. i can't just give f- for nothing because i didn't get what i have for nothing by the way i just and have i think to, that's fair i just have to say if anybody that is listening to this has been helped from us in any way family friends anybody like don't think we're talking about you all of these examples i've been pulling from have all been from the storage units so i just want to let you know i'm not talking about any of you make you know i hope you and don't i feel am bad. talking about all of you <laughs> just kidding <laughs> not really and, I, and like if we have yeah. given we don't feel like oh we just got taken advantage of no. like i just feel like no in fact that's something that we talk about a lot is like if we are going to give to somebody on as a loan as a loan and we say this is a loan and maybe we shouldn't even say this on here because no it's fine it, but that's the thing <laughs> because we trust we want you to give it back right well, well my mom taught me this when i was a kid she said don't loan something to someone unless you're okay with never getting it back and so I think that's kind of the approach that I've taken. Mm-hmm. I'll give something to someone, you know, with the expectation that they'll return it. And there is an expectation. There is. And I think our relationship is on the line. Yes. But if it's not returned, I'm not going to, you know, hate that person or bother them for the rest of my life. Yeah. Or never let it go or like have that be an unresolved issue that you just can't get past. Right. But I probably won't loan them something again. Or you might, it might ruin a relationship or friendship. It could. Which is almost worse. <laughs> but then I guess it's a gift and that's just the way it is. Yeah. So. And and that has happened to us too, where we've had to just be like, well, that's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the, we not, just don't loan anymore. Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that, that person, person that's like, when are you going to pay me back? When are you going to pay me back? Yeah. You, pay, you know, just because I don't want to play that game. But also, on the other hand, if we ever have anybody that works for us, we're always like, make sure to tell us if we owe you money because sometimes we forget because we have so much going on. <laughs> yeah, so I can't like, keep track. <laughs> so it's like you ex- you say, I'm not going to play that game, but then we kind of sometimes expect It would other be really easy too. of people who work for us to be like, oh, I worked all these hours even though they didn't and mm. take advantage of us. Yeah. I just expect people to be honest 
Yeah. Because and 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 in, in expecting people to be honest, if I ever find out that they were dishonest and took advantage that of me, that will take so much. I just don't know if I could ever uh, trust them again and have them work for us. Yeah. And that's a really sad thing because we're awesome bosses. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're pretty good. <laughs> I try to be fair. <laughs> no, we're just really immature. <laughs> I try to be approachable and, you know, not aloof from things. I don't think yeah. of myself as better than anyone. You know, I don't I don't think I'm more important or anything. I just have worked really, really hard and I respect. I think the harder you work for something, the more you respect it. And when you get things for free, you don't respect the thing and you don't respect the person that gave it to you for nothing. I just think, you know, it, it all, you're right about that, by the way. But I just think it all really boils down to, you know, trust, respect, and and feeling out each situation per per time per person like what's per situation what's going on you know like and not just blindly going in and being like sure to everything mm -hmm. or no to everything right either way like i don't think either one of those is right it's got to be somewhere in between right to be i think the best way to do it and you know I don't know what that goes to. It's the charger. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, there's like, there's other instances where, I don't know if I maybe want to say this or not. Um, <laughs> what are you going to say? Pass? I'll say it and then you tell me if we need to edit it out or not. Okay. Okay. So, um, there have been other times where it's like I've been praying for someone and I've been like, they need help. They need help. I please help them. Like what's going to like they really, really need help. They need some some financial assistance. They need something. And then um, have you ever seen the movie Harry Potter? I can't remember which one it is where um, oh, I think it's the prisoner of Azkaban, actually, where the the. Harry has time traveled and he's watching himself be sucked alive, kissed alive by the Death Eaters, right? Mm -hmm. And like, he's like, my dad's going to be here any second. He's going to be here any second. And like Hermione's like, he's not coming. He's not. And, and Ron's, or, and then Harry's like, oh no. And then he's like, wait, I'm going to save him because I'm going to save me because I've already done it. And then he does it. Well, that part, it doesn't really matter. The already done it part, but that moment um where he realizes that he was the one who saved him that moment where he's where um <laughs> he's staring at somebody suffering right he's staring at himself suffering but it's i was thinking about it with this other situation if you're staring at somebody suffering and they're really struggling and you're like praying for them what can i do what can i do how could they need help somebody come somebody somebody and then we have had this happen where I just got this feeling like no one is coming. Like no one is coming and they will have very bad consequences if no one comes. And then all of a sudden it switched and I was like, it's me. I have to be that one. Like it can't be anybody else. And I feel like crying about this because it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like that's from God. You know, like when, when I get that feeling of it's you. You are the person who's supposed to come to help. Yeah. That was the plan from the beginning. And they need that help right now. And it's got to be you. And it's got to be you. That's when it's like, okay. Like, of course I feel good about it. I'm going to do it. You know, like, I'll do whatever, you know, whatever I can do. And we have been blessed to be able to do stuff for people that have been in that in a bad situation that no one was coming. No one was coming. And they, I... I shudder to think at what situation they would be in right now without that, you know? Yeah. So. I don't even know what situation you're referencing, but I, then you don't have to okay. tell me. It <laughs> the point is like listening, being yeah. willing to help in, in a situation. And I think that one of the most empowering, like passion, things that get me the most excited and passionate about life 
is the opportunity to serve other people. Um, in my life experience, I've had some low times and the only thing that got me out of that, that dark place was service to other people. I remember a specific time on my mission. When you physically cannot feel that happiness. Right. And then being able to do something to watch somebody else feel the happiness that you can't feel, I think helps bring you out of the sadness. Right. I was in a, I remember I was having a really bad day on my mission. Um, and I was just, I think someone had said something and I was really upset by it. And it was just a really crummy day. And I, we were at the church building with a whole bunch of other missionaries. And I saw some ladies bringing in some food for an event that was happening. And I was just kind of sitting there lost in my own misery and sadness. And I saw them all just kind of doing their own thing, you know, working. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something nice. And so I got up and I asked if I could help them. And I helped them all bring in all their food and all their trays. And I just helped them for, I don't know, maybe a half hour working and serving. And immediately afterwards, I was just like, man, I feel so much better. Wow. Like, and ever since that thing, like that ingrained in my mind, ever since that moment, I'm like, man, if I ever get depressed, I know the secret to overcoming that. And that is service for mm -hmm. others, forgetting yourself, forgetting your own pity or whatever, and just helping other people being selfless and serving. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's like, man, I just feel so good right now. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I really find gets me so fired up and excited about life is you know we've already got nice things we've got our dream house we've you know we've got all this stuff and we've got our family beautiful kids like everything we have we've been so richly blessed and i thank heavenly father for it yeah. but getting more things isn't what really gets me excited it's helping other people that's what i get truly like excited about and i'll do that without any expectation just to be able to see other people succeed and have you know good opportunities and so because i'm in a good place i have so much more that i can give to the world and to other people than if i was in a place where i could barely even help myself mm -hmm. well now i can't help anyone mm -hmm. i can barely even help myself but if you know if i'm working towards that goal of being able to help as many people as possible I think Heavenly Father gives us that opportunities. Do you really want to be that? You want to be that person? Because there's plenty of suffering that needs help. Yeah. If you're willing to do the work, he'll and give I, us. I think the biggest word that we haven't even said in here is enabling. Like that that has been my um <laughs> my biggest fear. And I'll give an example of it. Like when we first moved in with my parents as, you know, we're married, they're older and like we're just, you know, the very first time we moved in together, there was a lot of working out of like kinks and stuff. And anytime I saw like, oh, they're running low on toilet paper or something, I'd be like, oh, I've got to go to the store and get them some toilet paper. I've got to go do that. that. They didn't even ask for that, right? They didn't even ask for that. And I think I did it a few times. And then it occurred to me um, that with some other small things, like, you know, I'll pay, we'll pay for the garbage, we'll do this, we'll do that, um, that it became suddenly very easy for them to be like, wait, how come you're not paying for that? And I was like, wait, I wasn't wanting to pay for it for you for the rest of your life. Like, <laughs> I just want to help you, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> If I do that, it will, and it's because of me, I will enable people to you rely can. on me. And and it's, I would do the same. If somebody did that to me, I would do the exact same thing. I'd be like, you know, if somebody brings me a brownie every day and one day they stop, I'd be like, why'd you stop bringing me a brownie? What's your or problem? If they, <laughs> if they came and paid our mortgage or if they came and yeah. paid our utilities every single month and we're like, man, this is pretty great. I guess... I don't even have to worry about that anymore. <gasps> I'll go play wow. some video games. And then... Or I'm going to spend all my mortgage money on something else. Right. Wow. Because I don't need to worry about that. It's, yeah, that's not a good place and to be. And then it's like, that stops coming. I think. And you're like. Oh, this leads into yeah. a really interesting thing. 
it, it kind of goes along the same lines because the government does that. Yeah. For people. Yeah. People say food stamps. And, and we've been there. We've been on we've, food stamps. Yeah. We've been on Medicaid. We know like, how hard it was to get off of food stamps because of how nice it was. It's so nice. So nice. Being like, oh, government, Thank I'm just, you. I'm just not making enough money, and I can't. Here, here's all my bills. Here's all my income. You can see that I'm poor. Please give me food stamps. And then they send us all this money, and I'm like, so we, I can go this buy. This is more some money food. than I ever would have spent on food. Yeah, like and. And With an actual budget. This is me. This is me saying what we did. Like yeah. I'm not judging anyone, but oh myself. yeah, yeah. This is not talking about. This is what we did. This is my experience, <laughs> which is very using like, the government assistance. And yeah. oh man, it's so nice having Medicaid because it pays for everything. We can go have a baby, and it costs nothing. You know, like yeah, that's so nice. I'll just stay poor forever, and the government takes care of all the hard stuff. And that is. It was that it, we were it was completely enabled by it. Totally. It was so easy to do that. But but then we're to a like, point where we're like, let's not even progress because that would be way too hard. Yeah. To have to like pay for our own medical bills. Oh, to have to pay thousands for thousands of dollars. Thing. No, thank which, you. Which there were definite time. Like there were, we needed it. Like we did need it oh, when for we had sure. it, and it we was we were p- perfectly justified. It was like one hundred percent. Like we were not taking advantage of anybody. It was like, oh, what are we gonna do? We have to have medical. Like we need this. You but know, looking or, back now, knowing what I know now, yeah. looking back, I'm like, oh man, like that was really enabling us to live in a poor way, and it was really hard to. To, break for to even have a motivation to want to make more money because it was a real conversation that we had. Becca, if we start making more money on YouTube, like we're, we're not going to be able stamps. to have food stamps anymore. And that's a lot of money that we're going to lose. Oh my gosh, Say, we're making too much money. And now we don't it, have Medicaid. And this is, it was really We're going to have to pay for our own kids. Uh-huh. Well, okay. <laughs> like having our own kids right. at the hospital. But like, here's the weird part. And it does, it is tricky, but like, you know, I think the range, it was like, if you start making this much money, then you'll lose all your food stamps. And we were like, well, if we make that, if we make $500 more, we'll lose $2,000 of food each month. But that means we only have $500 for food. Like, so we go from 2000 to 500 that's just not going to work. So it was like, we almost had to like, be poor for a certain amount and then like jump way higher in order to get off of it, you know. And still be able to have and money. And so for it was food. like really, really hard to break free of that. Right. And I think the same goes for. It was for, even more enabling that way. I think the same goes for people who have been trained to ask for money and to give their sob story. It's hard to break free, free from that mentality of I'm a victim and go from a to, to a place of well, that's what you I know. can take care of myself and, and I'm if going it's to be worked, self-reliant. If that has worked for you, then how do you know another way? Right. You know, like that's the way you know. Right. And so like that's another reason why yeah. I'm like, it's easy for us to be like a sob story. Sob, you know, like, but like in reality, that's like, that's someone's life. Right. You know, and that's their story. And that's what's, I mean, sometimes it's a lie. Right. ticket but i don't think it's it's not always a lie no it's not most of the time it's like they're legitimately having a really hard time and they just don't know another way and like right. and when you talked about like um you like to teach amanda fish like i think that's what's that's what's super important about our stories that we legit went from absolutely relying on the government and other people and like that's the way we knew that was familiar, that was comfortable, and that's all we could do. That's what we thought. Mm-hmm. We had no other bright idea or like option that we thought of or that we because knew Because our of. mindset was stuck yeah, in that space like, and it's hard to break out of that. But that's like, it wasn't our fault. No. It just was, that was how it was. Yeah. And so I feel like that's the same with anybody that's struggling with that right now. Like, I don't want to say, you have a sob story, you're a victim. You know, like I want to say, that's what you know, or you're doing the best you can. And with, like- With what you've been taught. Or, so I, yeah. I think it's a very, we have to be careful, I guess, in the way that we portray or talk about others who are going through that right now. 
Totally. You know. Well, to say that we've been there is to say I understand. Like, yeah. And I'm not judging you, not judging anyone. I don't think, and I said this before, I don't think I'm better than anyone. I'm just at a different place, right? And, yeah. I, and I feel like I, I've learned from that experience and now I'm better for it. Like I mm-hmm. feel like I, I am at a better place in my life. At least I feel like I'm happier where I'm at now than, than where I was. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that maybe, you know, maybe someone listening to this can can be feeling like they have permission now to break free from the chains of you know that that old mentality that old way of thinking and and be liberated to you know to make their life better and take accountability what you have is now is your life experience Mm -hmm. what you have now is ideas and possibilities that were never there before. And so we talked about this a lot. Like, what if we lost everything? What would we do? Mm-hmm. Well, I can for sure tell you we would not go get food stamps. I can agree with that. And we would not go get financial aid. Like, unless it was like we were on our deathbed and it was like we didn't have enough months to build up our business or something. But like, there's just so many options, so many possibilities. Even in this time of coronavirus, like totally. there's so much that can be done to make money that that would be to have to go and get government assistance right now would be like 10 steps backwards. And it would not, it would be like the last thing on our list of ideas to do. Um, not that it's wrong for any of you. But at this point, with the experience that we've had, it's like, no, there are other options we can do. For us, that's right. Yeah. Well, and to say I can look back on my life and say, man, I've come a long way, like I've progressed. I don't want to give the impression that I've arrived and that I'm done either. Mm-hmm. And if I saw someone who was like, and, and it's, and there are people right now in my life where I look at them and I'm like, I'm not there yet, but How that's did, where I want to yeah. be. Right. Yeah. And and maybe for some of you watching, you're looking at me and you're like, oh, that's where I was. And now I'm up here. (laughs) Or maybe you're looking at me and being like, I'm not there yet, but that's where I want to be. Right. Like there's no there's no shame in that. There's there's no guilt. There's nothing. As long as you're not like I'm the worst. I shouldn't even try. Like, you know, like putting yourself down because of that. There's nothing wrong with admitting I'm not where I want to be. That's where I want to be. Because I've had that same mentality and I think that's the only reason why I've gotten to where I am right now is because I've been humble enough to say, I'm not where I want to be. I can see somebody is, is where I want to be. I'm going to work to become more like that. Mm-hmm. And even now in my life, I'm not arrived. There's still people that I look up to that are that I can kind of aspire to be more like mm-hmm. that help me to become more giving, more hardworking, you know, whatever. Yeah. To be more good of a person. Yeah. Well, we're not done yet. And like, we're trying our hardest. And, and I think, you know, in the last episode, we talked a lot about like our relationship and how, you know, we have a list of things that we haven't agreed on or that we need to work through. And slowly as the years have gone by, we've worked on one thing at a time until we've made compromises to move on Mm -hmm. and like get better. Right. And like, I think, I think not very many people look at their finances in that way and go, what can we do better? Mm. How can we move on from this problem? Or how can we move up from this budget? How can we make a bit more? Or what can, like, I don't think it's looked at like, this is a problem. We need to do what it takes to fix this as much as like, this is a problem. This is my life. And there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Right. You're right. Well, this is a good topic. Yeah, I didn't I feel, realize I was so passionate about this. <laughs> you're like, we probably won't even take up the whole podcast with this topic, but let's just touch on it for a little while. Oh, that scared me so bad. We're almost done. Give us just a minute. I'll try. One minute. I'll help you in just a minute. Is, I feel satisfied, though. I feel like I covered everything I want to talk yeah. about. The biggest fear I have is that somebody's going to think... They're so prideful and jerks and they like to just make justice happen, you know, like. I think and there's that's a time and a truly... place for justice and there's a time and a place for mercy. Yeah. And, and you just have to take it on a case by case basis. Yeah. And I feel like 
I had to legally, when we were doing the storage units, enforce justice. So if you owned the storage units, would it have been a different situation? I just don't know if I could. If it was me without the experience to begin with, I wouldn't have been able to do storage units. Yeah. As like that couldn't, I couldn't have done that. I would have had to hire somebody else to be the mean person. Because you don't want to be that. It's too hard. Yeah. But like. At it was this easy point when you were life, there to be like, it's not my decision. It's it's, it's the big guy, you know, <laughs> the boss or whatever. Like, the lawyers made fault, me do it. The lawyers. But like, if it was me who owns the business, I'd, I and I was telling them like, it's up to me, I probably would be too nice. I don't know. <laughs> That's too hard of a question. Well, tell us in the comments <laughs> on YouTube or send us a voice message. What do you think about what we shared? What do you think about our beach theory today? Give us your feedback. Yeah. Do you think we're right? Do you think we're wrong? Answer the question because I want to hear you guys' opinions too. And I know we're all in different stages in our life and in our finances. So I know just talking finances alone is a con controversial enough subject. But just know I still want to be your friend. We're still friends. If, if we talked about something and it offended you, you know, you could write it down in the comment or we could... You know, you could just let it go and know that we have our own theories. And it and wasn't our intention to offend anyone. That's not the intention This at is all. just how we feel. That's the truth. And we love you guys. Yep. Thank you so much for watching Beach Theory. It really means a lot to us that you're here. And we do want to hear from you. And ask us more questions if there's These something good topics. else you want us These to talk are about. This fun. I really enjoy talking about hard things like this. <laughs> you got more fun coming your way here on Beach Theory every single week. All right. Bye. Bye.